You are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Ahmed Al-Huli and today I have Michelle and Jan from People Leaders. Welcome to the, to, welcome to the show, guys. How's things? Great. Hey, thanks, Ahmed. Really pleased to be here. The two fun couple, maybe the the most fun guests I've, I've ever had, full of enthusiasm. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> it's great to have you on, guys. Yeah, that's right. You know what they say about you strength holds up too much enthusiasm can be like OTT, can't it? It's very enthusiastic. We have been described as that. Yeah, well let's 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 look at things from the positive side. You guys are full of energy, full of life, and I'm sure you approach your business that way. Before Mm -hmm. before we get into your business, let's let's take a look back into your own lives, where things started. And where, where, where you guys are currently at? Sure. Well, I might start because I am the elder of the two. Uh, we're, we're twins, actually. So I've got an hour and a half on start on Jan. So in terms of how we grew, in terms of how we grew up, I would just say we've all but always been a little bit curious and interested in how people think. Even growing up on the playground, we were the mediators and trying to bring, you know, the the groups together that were fighting. And so that has always been something that's been a part of our life. And uh, as we sort of um, grew up and became part of, you know, work for corporates, uh, we were given the opportunity to attend leadership programs and then it just sparked a real um, desire to know more and contribute in, in that space. In our previous life, Michelle was a teacher and I was actually in the New South Wales Police Force. So we're on full circle. I know. It's, it seems like we've had, you know, three careers already. Wow. Interesting. So um, tell us a bit more about your current business and, and how things are going. What are you guys currently doing? What are you working on? And tell us a bit more about the actual, the, the, the function, functionalities of the actual business. Right. Yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, I suppose, for other business people looking at this, we are um, a consulting, a niche consulting group. That's, you know, how some people would describe us. And our core business is working with people leaders and their teams to help create high-performing teams. And and we really provide them with that leadership and the way we look at it in order to create a high-performing team. Team, you really need, you know, people who are responsive. You need people who care about reputation, and you need people who are resilient. And those form a, what we call our sweet spot, which is collective commitment. You know, you need everyone in a team to be on the same page, clear direction, and that's what we provide with people, leaders, and their teams to do that. And we do that through workshops, tools, um, thought leadership, coaching podcasts, and so Jan and I are really uh, big on sharing our tools freely uh, with people, so all they have to do is go to our website, and um, we get downloads every day from all over the world on some of our assessments. We have a high-performing team assessment that anybody can fill out and determine whether or not they're high-performing or not. Website is? 
Melbourne. Your your website is uh, peopleleaders.com.au. Awesome. So, yeah, and it's and it's people leaders. A lot of people here, people eaters. <laughs> We're not in that type of business. No, no. <laughs> um, interesting, actually. I mean, you guys are in a very interesting place right now. There's been so much slack on millennials and this perception that they're lazy and they want the easy way out and so on. I'm I'm sure you guys have come across a few leaders modern day leaders in in the corporate space or in organizations in general and do you guys see a shift or a transition in the way people uh, are, are taking on leadership or the attitude of the current uh, individuals in organization climbing the ranks the way they they transit the message back to their peers and so on what do you see that's different yeah, so having been in this space for a long time, over three years now, we noticed that there is an increasing allowance of people being able to be themselves, that authenticity and that um, that desire for them to want to bring their whole selves to work as opposed to, you know, you've got to put your work face on as soon as you step through the door. And I love the fact that more organisations are allowing people to to be authentic, to bring, you know, their uniqueness and diversity into the way that they perform their role. With that actually brings in some complications as well. So when we have diversity of thinking and not only in gender and the way in which we approach things, you are going to have differences in the way in which you operate. And it's really important for a people leader to step up a, a space that people can be different, but also be respectful, you know, because when what we're finding now is people are being asked to do more with less. Um, resourcing is tight. Everything is a quick turnaround. People don't seem to have a lot of time to actually think and reflect and really think strategically. So when we actually ask them to actually stop and think, it actually creates a different way of, um, yeah, operating, which they're not used to because they're kind of like on the go, go, go. Yeah, reaction, reaction. Yeah. So that's why for Michelle and I, the, there is a real importance of um, using really uh, insightful questions to get at the source of an issue or a problem because when you can articulate the source of an issue or a problem, you're kind of halfway there. Wow, interesting. So you mentioned that everything is so go, go, go. So I'd, I'd imagine that the pressure would be immense. How are people re reacting to this and is it having a, a bit of a a follow-on effect through the organisation because when people are stressed out, they do well, things like they don't usually do. They erupt. They they get really angry quickly. They panic. They have anxious attacks or anxiety attacks, I should say, so on, so on. That's right. They get triggered really easily and they just don't think strategically. Poor decision making. Poor decision making. about people building up their 
mental, emotional, and physical resilience. And whenever we're, you know, working with a people leader who who is starting to, you know, show those signs of stress, one of the quick, you know, one of the easiest tips is, are you getting enough sleep? And we ask that question in our workshops, and it's it's so surprising that like one out of ten would say, yeah, I get about eight hours sleep a night. All of them are getting six or less. No wonder they are tired and stressed and. And, and so what we're finding is that when organisations are doing engagement surveys or feedback surveys, one of the things that people are saying is that they are not, they don't feel that they are getting the support or their well-being and resilience and, you know, that level of that um, psychological safety isn't there. And so that's why what we're finding is that every leadership program now that we're doing as a key element around renewal and resilience and psychological safety. Wow. And that's when you know you have got a good leadership program or, or a leadership team who care about their people when there is a component of that. Because, you know, we're, we're human beings, not human doings, you know, and we have to actually take care of that beingness, you know, their mental energy, their emotional energy, and their spiritual energy, which means, you know, like are people living their values, do they have a sense of purpose, and can they see the connection with that, with the daily activities that, they, that they're doing? What's your advice to people who are feeling this pressure and stress day in, day out? How do they cope? Start, start small and start with yourself. Start with your um, uh, being enough sleep. And moving your body every day, maybe starting a mindfulness uh, practice of some sort, whether, you know, sometimes meditation is a bit too much, but there are just so many apps out there to help people. Oh, breathing is another one. We have some great breathing coaches out there now. So I would just say start small and create mini habits and build them into your life. Because yeah. there's a couple of ways that you actually build those habits, and it's usually piggybacking them off something else. So everyone usually brushes their teeth in the morning. Now, that's one way of setting up a practice. So when you're brushing your teeth, start to think about, you know, what, what is my intention for the day? What am I actually grateful for right now? What do I really want to bring into the day that I'm actually stepping into? And getting up to yeah. But, you know, like Michelle said, when you start with yourself and fill your own cup up, you know, just like on an airline, you put your own oxygen mask on, and we have found um, that the people who start to look after their well-being, whether it's physical, mental or emotional well-being, there are so many impacts to other areas in their life. You know, the quality of their decisions, their energy levels, the way in which they engage with their team, the relationships that they have at home. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Foundations, yeah. Hello. Yeah, we're here. Can yeah, you, you guys sort of cut there for a second. So, all right, awesome. Can can you just re repeat those last three points, please? You said relationship, yeah. health, and well-being, and yeah, and it really is. If you can start small, take steps for your uh, well-being. The benefits are going to be so impactful, not only the relationships that you have, the quality of your decisions and the way in which you 
relate not only to others but also yourself. You know, there's going to be a level of um, confidence and confidence that comes into it as well. And that's what we build our resilience model around, that people can have a level of competence and confidence in the way in which they, you know, lead people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agreed. Okay. What's what's the way forward? Like, how, how do we um, push these thoughts and mentalities through organisations more and more? Well, we have been thinking, and that's a good question, because we've been thinking about that quite deeply. We, we have put together a bit of a roadmap for people about if they were to create an organisation or a team um, that had all those components that led people to a place of, you know, like well-being, not only, you know, uh, performance around work but also self-performance, which we call collective commitment, where everyone is on the same page heading in the same direction. So people have to have a clear sense of purpose. That's the first thing. So you want to move from confusion to clarity. And then you want to have people in your organisation that have a, a great character. So you want to go from toxic to terrific. And then the third component is the impact that you want to have. And that's from separation to integration. That's mentality to thinking we're all part of one yeah, and so to start with, you actually just do a bit of an audit or a check, you know, like, so where am I now? Because people are either, you know, like, you always are where you are and there's where you want to get to. And the gap in between is the process. That's the journey. So if you're clear about where you are right now and where you want to go, then you can actually start to map out the next most logical step. And so... When you're clear about your purpose, you know, you know you have direction, you have accountable ownership and you have empowering beliefs, you know, you know that you actually can make it, then you've got purpose. Makes sense. Pardon? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Go on, go Yeah, and so then, you know, and then when you talk about the people side of it, you know, you have to have really trusted relationships. You And this is where the psychological safety, like every workshop that we do, you know, the two things that people want from team members is a sense of respect and trust. And so we actually create um, programs that actually help teams to develop deep levels of trust, and we call it um, the trust code. Um, and then, you know, we talk about is well-being, the emotional, mental and physical well-being. And then this growth element. So you want people to have a sense of growth and development, that their talents are being acknowledged and, you know, they're actually, um, you know, progressing. And when you've got that, you've got a really good um, character within your organisation. So we call that, you know, that the people side of it. Yeah. What are the most common issues? That, that you hear that are, are the causes of people's breakdowns and stresses? Um, lack of clarity, yeah. Lack of clarity. So, so, so it's lack of clarity. Sometimes it's not the, the amount of work. It's just that they're not clear about what it is they need to deliver, how and when. And some people don't, or some people leaders don't set up an environment that encourages their team members to come to them and say, 
paper, so I'm not completely, you know, sure about what it is you want me to deliver, what does good look like, and have a conversation around that. And so lack of clarity is definitely one. Uh, so another one that we find is the micromanaging. So when oh. you yeah, micromanagement <laughs> happens in a lot of organisations in yeah, 2019. Yeah. yeah, well, that's where you have a high level of perfectionistic. So if you've got uh, personalities that are high perfectionistic, um, you have high micromanagement. And that means usually that people don't like to delegate. They like to control events. They like to control, have a little bit more power. And then they just don't have a sense of trust. And it's interesting, you know, people say, you know, they don't trust other people. But you can only trust other people to the degree that you trust yourself and that's why we always say it starts with yourself so whether or not you want to change anything hold the mirror to yourself first so micromanaging is another issue well, I, I like that one a lot actually that that last point you made makes a lot of sense yeah awesome. and what would you say was another issue is michelle no it's oh, i think it's the stress right and people it's it's the what sorry it's the what? Stress. Stress, stress. yeah. Yeah. So, so it's actually not dealing with the stress. I mean, I know you've the question is, so, you know, what are they, how do they do with that? But it's actually not dealing with real issues. And it actually starts with yourself again. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you having enough water? Are you getting it? And, and, and do you consider yourself enough to actually do something about it? You know, because a lot of people put everything else first. Oh, so many people are having lunch. Sure, even though there are opportunities in the world, well, even in small teams, you know, to go out and get some sunshine and walk around the block. Yeah, it's a bit of a massive thing. I know. Yeah, and they go, oh, no, no, I've got to see you myself. Yeah. And, and there's absolutely no need for it. You know, the rules of productivity drop off so much when you don't get that re-energising um, lift. By going outside or breathing or having a break. Yeah. And another thing that we see a lot is that I just can't stop thinking. You know, like when I try and sleep or when I try and meditate and things like that. And, and that's true because we are designed to think. However, it doesn't necessarily mean to stop you. You know, if someone wants to run a marathon, you don't start by saying, you know, I've never run, you know, I, I can't run a marathon. Of course, you know, that's the whole never done it. That's what, that's what you're training for. It. So you can train to actually slow down your thinking. If you can slow down your thinking, then you create enough space in your mind for innovation, for creativity, for this level of thinking that you normally wouldn't do for the ideas to come true. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Wise words. Thank you very much, Michelle and Jan from peopleleaders.com.au. You guys have been amazing. Um, other than your website, where can we find you online? Um, LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn a lot. <laughs> and our podcast, People Leaders. Yeah, they would go to anything that I do or whatever to find our podcast. Yeah, and we're always interested in people leaders. So on our website, we say, well, what is your biggest issue? Because we want to know because we will create podcasts around that. If we get enough interest, we are, we just want to, you know, help people leaders create high performing teams. And if something's that person is questioning it, it's useful for other people as well. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle and Jan from peopleleaders.com.au. Reach out to them, talk to them, listen to their podcasts, ask them questions. 
they they love to interact. Thank you very much for joining me on the Business Wilderness. You are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs.